When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Glad you could make it, everybody. Welcome to the Football Ramble. Jurgen Klopp has got his domestic trophy, but Leeds have parted ways with Marcelo Bielsa. It's Monday, 28th of February. I'm Marcus Speller. I'm Jim Campbell. And I'm Pete. Welcome, everybody. Good to have you with us. Why are you not saying your surname, Pete Donaldson? Because I didn't think I had time, because you didn't leave me enough time. I did leave you enough time. I think I would like to take this to VAR, please. You'd like to? Yeah. Are you going to apologise to me? <laughs> Sorry, Marcus. Yeah, VAR, yeah. a mixed weekend. It is weekend. all about you, Marcus. It, it is all about you. It can be in many yeah. ways. Even the Carabao Cup final, I think, was all about me, Jim, if you like. Mm. Um, obviously... So you take your pens. <laughs> Hi. Uh, indeed, yeah. Keeper's not going to get his hands on this one. No. Um, Chelsea nil, Liverpool nil. It finished 11-10 on penalties. I mean, there was a cup final, of course. One could forget that. Strange build-up to the game, of course, with everything that's going on um, in, in the world at the moment and all the, the, the Roman Abramovich statement and, and so on and so forth, which we will get to. Um, but we'll talk about the game itself uh, first. Uh, the Chelsea players managed to concentrate on the final, as Tuchel said, and, um, and, and put that out of their minds. And they contributed to... Even though there was no goals in the 120 minutes, Jim, it was what one might describe a pulsating nil-nil. It really was. Mm. It was fantastic. Um, obviously, I think it was a real demonstration of every way you can just about not score a goal with all of the VAR <laughs> kind of um, yeah. uh, decisions, all of which were correct. I think it's, it's worth stating. Um, it was actually to the point where 
I was willing no one to score because it's like I'm enjoying the jeopardy of this so much. Yeah. So yeah. it's so so end to end. I don't I don't want there to be a, a winner pronounced. And the the shootout even lived up to that. Yes, even the shootout was was fantastically strange. Mm. And I, I don't remember ever seeing a shootout like that. Yeah, I, I mean it's it's so funny with penalty shootouts, isn't it? Because sometimes you get them when sort of forty or fifty percent of the kicks are missed, mm. and then when you get that. When you get 21 spot kicks to score, it goes all the way to the goalkeepers. Mm. It's, it's an intriguing thing, Peter. Oh, there's nothing better than that. My uh, my neighbour, um, I think, arrived back home. His big Liverpool fan, his whole family has uh, arrived home very late last night <laughs> because it's such a long match. And then penalties yeah. on top of that. And then, you know, uh-huh. your usual Wembley traffic and stuff. Well, well imagine yeah. how long it took the Liverpool fans to get back to actual that Liverpool. That is true. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> well, Lee, obviously, is quite a driver as well, Mark. Yeah, I mean, Essex isn't that... Is, yeah. Is, yeah, it has its... Uh, but uh, but it was it was... Uh, an astonishing uh, decision. It wasn't astonishing. I kind of I know why they did it, mm-hmm. but it was very funny that Kepa came on. Yep. Did, oh, c- could have saved about three of them. Yeah. Missed everything last one of them, and mm-hmm. then it skied his into the into the into the crowd. Bajoesque it was, if not a little higher. One might uh, yeah, posit. It, yeah. It looked like he sort of volleyed it. I, I mean, mean, it's it's a strange situation, isn't it? Obviously, in the twenty nineteen final. Mm. Uh, Sarri wanted to substitute him and he refused to come off and now mm. since we know there's sort of there was a bit of a breakdown in communication potentially but like that's such a weird situation you wouldn't think that it would it, it would have a karmic opposite almost mm. yeah and, I know what you mean yeah. it has yeah it's a funny one I mean the thing is though with as a number of the pundits Jamie Carragher was saying as well and, and Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank that Kepa does have a better record in, in saving penalties than, than Mendy. And he's, mm. he's it's what you say, four, I think, this season. It worked in the Super Cup final, bringing him on. It's always a gamble. Yeah. Whatever you do, it is a gamble. You know, there's an element of gamble if you let... You've just got to reduce the gamble. If you let Harry Kane take a penalty um, instead of, um, I don't know, Matt Doherty, Matt Doherty for example, mm. you're reducing the gamble because you know Kane's record. Yeah. He's an established penalty taker and a very, very good one. But, you know, there's an element of, of, of what's going on. And so with this decision, I mean, should you bring him on? Because if they lose the penalty, use that, people say, well, actually, why did you not bring on Kepa? You did that in the Super Cup final. Yeah. And, and people made much about Van Gaal in, in the World Cup, of course, a number of years ago when he brought mm. Tim Krul. Oh, it's a psychological thing. People, it does, is he aware of where I'm going to go? Because mm. there are penalty takers who, when the, he was with Van Dyke and it didn't bloody matter, did it? <laughs> so I, I, it's, it's, it, it, it's a funny old one. Um, but we shouldn't uh, uh, forget Cuevan Kelleher uh, in, in, in among all this, who, um, of course, uh, the man from Cork, uh, was 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 the hero of the day ultimately. Uh, and, and an incredible story of him. I mean, making his 17th senior club football start in his career. Lots of pressure on him considering that he was playing instead of the mighty Alison Becker. Yeah. Mm. Now, Becker strikes me as a thoroughly decent chap and very, very supportive. But you know yourself, if you mess up, everyone's going to say... Well, you, what on earth did you not start? Yeah. Possibly the mm. finest goalkeeper on the planet for. Yeah, but he had so a flex. It, it really is. But he, but it, but also it's, a, it's an intelligent move for, from from Klopp because he wants to give him big game experience. And if you're playing as many games as Liverpool, and he knows what it's like to lose Allison through injury, and and Allison, you know, he's not going to be there forever. Kelleher's mm. a lot younger than him. I, I don't think it's a stupid thing at all. He's, again, it's a gamble, and and, mm. it, and it massively paid off. But his seventeenth start, you know, being, being chucked in there, incredible. And he, he, you know, he was a striker until the age of. 13 back in his home that yeah. makes sense doesn't home it City given the way he struck that penalty but that, you know we know what those Corkmen are like Roy Keane will tell you <laughs> it's interesting he's going to get a lot of praise from Roy Keane fellow yeah. Corkman absolutely <laughs> like Dennis well, might be might be tempered a little bit given the you know the team he plays for yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but I, actually I thought Kelleher didn't really get near any of the penalties to the 8th one did he 
um, and Kepa got close to a few of them. Mm. That Van Dyke one, though, I, I, I just want to dwell on that a bit more because it was absolutely unstoppable mm. right where the keeper went. The Van Dyke's expression afterwards was as if he just closed his fridge door. You know I mean, it's just so cool, so yeah, but, I, but so never in doubt. Yeah, but I that think... That sort of confidence, though, it's going to... Well, you say it's confidence for a guy who doesn't normally take penalties. I think it's probably relief. And I think you actually, you know... I thought he looked angry. I thought he was just like, you're gonna, if you're going to stand there, I'm mm, going to hit it yeah. almost at you and I'm still going to score. That annoys me. You F stood you. in the way I was going to put my shot. <laughs> yeah. you know, it was the highest... I almost missed that, thanks to you, keeper. <laughs> it was the highest scoring shooter ever between two English top flight teams. I'm not surprised. The whole yeah. team took pens. I mean, yeah. it, it, it is extraordinary when it. It, when it goes that far. It really, mm. really is. You've got to feel for Mendy as well, right? He's had such a, on a personal level, mm. such an amazing year, won so much. Um, and to, you know, to get them that far and then be removed from the bit where you can actually make the difference. I know we've sort of touched on that already, but mm -hmm. I mean, he's a fantastic goalkeeper, isn't he? I can't, I, the margins can't be that great between him and Kepa when it comes to penalties. No, I wouldn't have thought so, but Tuchel's put that, you know, he's taken that into account. And also we, we see managers, you know, Gareth Southgate did it. We saw um, Spain do it in the Euro semi-final. We've, we've seen this before. I think Juan Mata came on was it um, in the Europa League final for Manchester United? Have I got that right? We see managers bring on players to take penalties. Mm -hmm. What, what, you know? I can people agree. people scrutinise those decisions again. If they score, you're fine. If they don't, well, you should have given him more mm. um, time in the game to I, kind of adapt well, to the, the thing, situation. The thing, but I mean, with keepers, it's it's very binary, isn't it? You say what you don't. And but I, I did it did make me giggle because all the obviously the um, uh, the Chelsea players were were commiserating and you know arm around the shoulder of Kepa. He's like, He's not there to take penalties. Yeah, he missed yeah. it, but that's not his job. It's not a surprise. He thought it was a goal kick. He was whacking as hard as he could. What, so they shouldn't, shouldn't come console him. him. Shouldn't come him. Just sort of go. No, I, they were sort of going <laughs> like I got the sense that they were saying, "Oh, unlucky." It's like, yeah, it is unlucky. It's not my bloody job. He should have scored. All yeah. yeah. Oh, I see. Yeah. I, I, no, but I then he did. It was in his hands as well, wasn't it? I suppose because he could have saved something. I don't know. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm he was told. brought on to save a penalty, and, he, and yeah. he, eleven went past him. So. Well, Gar yeah. Gary Neville said he wasn't sure how he felt about Chelsea sub and Kepper on for the shootout. He's like, well, I good. Mean, I'm glad he's... Well, the thing case. is, Carragher and Hasselbank... Don't have to have an opinion about everything, I suppose. True enough. Carragher mm. and Hasselbank were just saying, well, actually, this is this is, this is is a calculated decision. Mm. Whether you agree with the decision or not. Mm. And Redknapp was there just going, no, nah, it's rubbish. I'm not having it. <laughs> it's kind of like, well, okay, fine, but why would you... <laughs> no, I'm not having it. It's like, well, again, though, this is a calculated decision. Yeah, yeah I, I get that, but I think... You know, Jamie Redknapp's in, entitled to come down on one side of that argument, isn't he? Mm. Well, you'd hope I he might like his page to do that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyway, but but mm. during the game itself, I mean, Chelsea, they had three goals disallowed, of course, for, for offside. I mean, VAR seemed to get them all right. You know, if Kai Avertz has scored in a final and it's ruled out for offside, that is going to penalties. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it could be your day. Uh, Liverpool themselves a goal denied by... By VAR, but the chances that came, I mean, Pulisic, Lukaku, Mount, on, Mount onto the post, I thought was a particularly agreeable. Mount, yeah, the two either side of half time, very good chances indeed to be disappointed. But I mean, Liverpool had their opportunities of their own. Salah failing to score, went through on goal. Mendy producing a fabulous double save yeah. again uh, with, with Mount. That was brilliant. Yeah, Kelleher made a few great saves as well. It, he really, did. I mean, despite the obvious ending, mm -hmm. it was it really was a story well, of two goalkeepers, well, three goalkeepers. Well, in, in, and, and I'm glad that Kelleher scored his penalty. And obviously he kept a clean sheet, so so he kind of is the hero. Whereas, if it is a penalty shootout that no, that there's no saves, and then someone hits over the bar, then you think, oh, okay, fine. But it's nice for the for the sort of younger and relatively inexperienced goalkeeper to be the hero. Yeah. You know, a day you'll never forget. You know, the, the greatest day of his footballing life to date. Hopefully, for his sake, he would go on 
to do yeah. a lot more, which you would imagine he would with the talent. He it's has. a lovely old time being a Liverpool goalkeeper, isn't it? With Alisson scoring his goal last yep. season, as you, as you say. Yeah, Adrian as well. When he went there, he hadn't won a trophy, but he was the hero in uh, in a previous yeah. Super Cup, I think. Enough. So yes, uh, exactly. If you get the chance, become a Liverpool goalkeeper, as the old adage says. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you're David James, it might not work out as well as you hoped. Mm. But there we are. Mm. Good old Jamo. Um, yes, but the quadruple is on, Peter, for Liverpool. Yeah. I won't ask you, can they do it? Because, of course, they can. Do you think they will do it? Well, it's not in their own hands, is it? Uh, the football team's a player. Well, a true. Play. Yes, but it is mathematically possible. It is, yeah. Do you think, do, but do you think Liverpool can win four trophies? You remember when Manchester City were going for the quadruple, not that long ago when they looked imperious, and, of course, they won the league and the League Cup, which is an impressive season, but it wasn't the impressive season we thought when, mm. you know, I think it was Wigan who put them out of the FA Cup eventually. And then, yeah. of course, in the Champions League, they didn't get through. You look at Liverpool now, you look at some of the, the strengths uh, of the other sides, particularly in the Champions League, and you think, well, you wouldn't put it past them, but it is that league title with mm. Manchester City up there. What, what do you reckon, Old Sport? Well, on that showing, uh, probably not. <laughs> OK. Is that all? After that whole build-up, that that's whole all build I get. Up. Yeah, that's all you get. You're getting well, that no. probably well, I mean, not. You, yes, they can do it, but they've got to win all, every last no, football I, match that they, well, that I, they play, again, unfortunately. That. Is that statistically... Uh, is that I'm asking enough? you, do you think they will do it? Uh, no, I don't. Right, Because okay. it's, it's, it is a step too far uh-huh. for this side, I would suggest. Yes. Okay. Mm. All right. Well, we, we, I think I think they've 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 put themselves in one hell of a position to they do that. Have, I yeah. mean, I said earlier on in the in the season, I think that I can see them winning the Champions League this year, and mm-hmm. I've not seen anything to change that. Also, I mean, maybe I'm complete. Maybe I'm just not looking in the right places. But no one, I've, I've not seen anyone mention, and this might make me a laughing stock because surely everyone's mentioned it. Mm-hmm. But if Liverpool win the title this season, mm-hmm. then they draw back level with Man United, right? Oh, is that and right? Oh, yeah. Do you know what? When you started that, that was going, I might be a laughing stock here, but you know, if Arsenal won their games in hand. <laughs> <laughs> but you're right, they might be back on their perch. Exactly, right? That's, oh, that's huge. It is. Like, the closer and closer that gets, <laughs> that narrative will start coming into play. And well, the, the way Liverpool are confident, they'll feed on it. They might well I, do. Well, I think the, the strength of Liverpool, you look at that bench, what a lovely rounded bench, Canate, Milner, mm. The Ox, Minimino, yes. yeah. the Jota, invincible James Milner, Arigi. I mean, jeez, oh, wow, well, it's we good, should, isn't it? Which you know, Harvey Elliott as well mm. came on it and tucked away his penalty as well. Mentioned for poor old Thiago Alcantara, injured mm. in the warm up and was very very sad. So, a, a, a shame for him, but at least he gets a winner's medal. So something mm. to hang his hat on there, so, gentlemen. Let's talk about it then. On the eve of the game, Chelsea's owner, Roman Abramovich, announced that he would be giving trustees of Chelsea's charitable foundation the stewardship and care of the club. This is in light of, of course, um, the war that's happening in, in Ukraine. Statement was short, didn't elaborate on what this will actually mean. Mm. Um, this has been scrutinised as much as possible mm-hmm. because it's so vague yeah. and and flimsy. I mean, Abramovich and, and his lawyers have always denied close ties with Kremlin and, 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 and all this sort of stuff. I mean, there's clear evidence of his links with, with Vladimir Putin. But there was no... Um, a, a, a forcible, you know, there was no big opinion on on the atrocities that are happening in Ukraine and all that kind of stuff. I mean, Pete, what do you, I mean, you reckon? I mean, again, we couch everything we say on the football ramble with we have to be a little careful about what we say. We don't have parliamentary privilege. There'll be a lot of um, yeah. politicians who are able mm-hmm. to speak a little, way more mm-hmm. freely uh, than we are. But I mean, I'm over the weekend. I have been shocked by yeah. how little. Uh, the football fan on the street knows about how the friendly oligarch in their town yep. uh, yes. found their found found their money and how you know even even the the, the image of conscripted bands rolling in tanks in, in Ukraine um, uh, is happening. We've got football fans just reveling their own myopia and mm-hmm. uh, and, and kind of 
you know, let's keep politics out of football. And it's yeah. been it's been an atrocious uh, weekend for football uh, in general, and 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 a national game it is compromised at every single last level. And on the Abramovich side of things, like most legal heads seem to be quite clear on it, this is meaningless. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is unenforceable. Uh, it seems to be more of a PR move than anything else. It mm-hmm. it, it does not distance uh, a man who's two two billion in the red. Uh, yeah. You know, loaned two billion uh, pounds to his football club. Yeah. Uh, it, it doesn't distance him in any sort of way. And it gives and, him and the it, Stewardship and care, not ownership. Well, yeah, yeah. well, which yeah, again, I mean, legally has no meaning. No, exactly, and it's kind of like you know, in the same way that as soon as the the, the tank started rolling in, in in Ukraine, he takes his jet to um, he takes his seven eight seven or whatever it was to to, to, to Russia. So that can't be seized. Hmm. This is he, yep. you know, he's just trying to secure his assets. He can't lick. He he probably, if he had the choice, would lick liquefy that asset almost immediately. Chelsea hmm. Football Club, um, he can't. He's lost one billion on the inversion. He's mm-hmm. he'll, he'll probably lose more uh, as the as the Russian economy tanks, and you just sort of feel that that uh, that he that the government, our government, the Tories will not allow Chelsea to go out of business. No. They would not see them go for peanuts. That would be embarrassing well, I think, to be fair, for them. I, I don't think anybody would want to see them go out of business as no, a football but, club for fans and all the rest no. of it. But the current ownership, which is him, one hundred percent, by the way, yeah. It's fair to say that that needs to change. Yeah, well, so that needs to be addressed in, in, in ways which are, frankly, really complicated. The mm. wording of the statement makes absolutely no mention of the invasion, which is obviously deliberate, isn't it? It doesn't reveal his petition, his position or his intentions, and it just seems to be an attempt to sort of pacify, obfuscate, and, and buy time, really. Mm. Mm. Um, and I, I do think, actually, that the situation the trustees have been put in is disgraceful. Yeah. But they, they haven't they haven't made a decision yet because they don't understand the legal ramifications. Yeah, Emma Hayes is one of Emma the Hayes. Emma Hayes one shouldn't of the have to deal with this. It's ridiculous. Yeah, when Neville said that, you know, the trustees shouldn't be, and there's a good reason for that, they shouldn't be put in charge of, of something like this. But again, that's the wording of the statement. Mm. They've not, you know, it's not, I mean, it would be classic Chelsea to call them interim ownership. But yes. They haven't even said ownership. You know, it's it's the Well, the it's not ownership, is it? And of course and again, it it's, it's this meaningless term. He owns the club 100%. Let's be yeah, absolutely clear about that. If his assets are going to be seized, which... Um, you know, by the looks of it, they should be. Then what on earth happens to Chelsea Football yeah. Club? Which is why a lot of the players, you know, Tuchel himself, I thought he actually said some quite good stuff. And he, you know, it's a difficult position for him. But he, you know, he's he certainly. Um, but he's got, he's got to understand. Yeah, but I mean, he's got to understand that he's also a tool of of soft power. Like everybody involved in football, we mm-hmm. are. You know, we, mm-hmm. we're supporting yeah. a, a product that is. It is just propping up governments all around the world, and not just the Absolutely. Russians. You know, the the just... World Cup was an example of this as well. And Pete, as you say, those people that you've been seeing on the internet not understanding where their friendly neighbourhood oligarch got his money from, that is a result of the sports washing, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, it's, exactly. It's, yeah. It's, it's, you know, football... It softens a, that image. At a time like this, like football's such a great escape, but it's at a time where it's, it's our greatest liability at the moment, in, certainly in the UK, I, I would argue. Mm. I think it's it's just... But this is why it's used by people. Yeah. Because it's it, there it's to be fu- used and abused. It's the cheapest form of soft power totally. in the grand scheme of things. Less than fucking gas pipelines, less than yeah. all that shit. Yeah. It is the cheapest uh, expression it's of soft power. It's a populist dream. Isn't totally. It? Yeah. Which, is, which is why we look to the Premier League, the FA, UEFA, FIFA and all the rest of it to lead diligently on this. Mm. To but, say, actually, no, you can't just come in with this money. It, it, all they care about is... Is how much money have you got? Yeah, fine. Yeah, oh, don't tell us where you got it. And Absolutely, and, and yeah. this is this has been going on for years. And as you say, Peter, it's kind of like if you begin to say, "Oh, we care about this." Hang on, where's this coming from? 
well, some football fans, and look, I include myself in this, you kind of go, oh, but the game's on. Oh, okay, let's sit down and watch yeah, that. Of course. And then you get the, 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 the much more unhelpful end of the, 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 the spectrum is, well, why shouldn't we be able to enjoy that? Why shouldn't we blah, 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 blah? Mm, yeah. and, and, and yes. We didn't vote for any of this. We, you know, we, we, it's, it's, it's done. The Premier League's yeah. done. They, they, they can't extricate mm. themselves from this situation because yeah. they are the situation. And, mm. you know, we talk about people sort of um, cutting ties with, 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 with um, sponsors like, Aeroflot and Gazprom stuff like that. Mm-hmm. The Premier League sponsored by fucking cognitive fucking dissonance. Like yeah. it is, it's hard to fucking watch. It's hard mm. to produce this. I don't know as a football fan where I would be, bearing in mind what's happened at my football club, mm-hmm. without this show. I do, if I didn't have to mm. give a shit about it, I don't know where I'd be as a football fan. I just fundamentally yeah. don't. It is a joke. Uh, but and the frustrating thing is. Is when Newcastle score those goals against Brentford, you celebrate. Yeah, because yeah. you love a game. Yeah, and that's what I mean. It's because being abused, and, and you shouldn't. And it's a human story. It's, over yeah. hundred years but old. You shouldn't be panned for that. That's what I'm saying. No. This is this is the, the thing. You can be conscientious and also celebrate your team winning. If you see what I mean, mm-hmm. I don't think actually that there's too much hypocrisy within that. But we should also say that the FA announced yesterday. Talking of leadership in the game, I mean, get your thoughts. The FA announced yesterday that England will not be playing Russia in any international fixtures or the foreseeable, for the foreseeable future. Now that is, um, you know, that's a, that's a statement. The FA feel that they're doing all they can there. It's more of a statement that you have Poland, Czech Republic and Sweden announcing that they won't play Russia because Poland are due to face them in the World Cup playoffs next month yeah. um, and said FIFA's decision uh, was unacceptable to them and the decision being that Russia can still carry on playing um, as a team under the name the Football Union of Russia. Pathetic, yeah. Uh, without the country's national anthem or flag. I mean, oh. with, yeah. It's insulting. Oh, you've got to hit them hard, haven't it's you, It's insulting, I mean, it? Unfortunately, with FIFA, we've seen their leadership over the years being uh, piss uh, poor in the in the highest possible degree. I think this This is the worst thing they've all done the since biscuits. we've been doing oh, this Honestly, they, right now, there will be some rotten little worm in fucking FIFA going, right, so we've lost one national anthem there. Mm. Uh, why don't we put some adverts in there? You yeah. know, it yeah, would yeah, literally yeah, yeah, yeah. be yeah, yeah, that yeah, yeah. thought. Yeah. And it's just... FIFA are half arse in it. UEFA are half arse in it. Like Lokomotiv are the only uh, reps still mm-hmm. uh, from Russia in the competition. It's going to be interesting to see how Leipzig and, and the rest of the teams, it's probably not going to be down to Leipzig by themselves, but the other teams still in the competition to make it unworkable for that fixture to take place. Because obviously, you know, if you throw them out of the competition or Leipzig sort of say mm-hmm. that they're not going to play that that that, that, that fixture in the, in, in the Europa League, um, where does it leave the rest of the competition? So it's it's well, unfortunately... You're talking about the soft power and all that kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, well, football has like, been used as a vehicle, isn't it? Sorry to yeah. jump over. But the Russians you know, for the MRR, for, for everyone who fancies, mm-hmm. who's got a bit of, um, a couple of quid kicking around, it's, it's a... It's a joke, but I mean, FIFA, there are so many pictures of FIFA delegates, UEFA delegates hamming it up with bloody um, Putin. And, yeah. and, and, it's, and, it's, and it's only because of that visual uh, aid that mm-hmm. they're even making those moves, one would suggest. If I was going to be cynical about mm-hmm. it, in good God, I feel quite cynical now. Um, yeah. it's, 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 it's shite. It's football, shite. I think football needs to just, just round on this as, the, as a decision. I think mm-hmm. it would perhaps help if Sweden and the Czech Republic refuse to play each other. Um, if, if it's in a situation where Poland uh, look like they have to play uh, some form of Russian team, mm-hmm. it just everyone needs to take a stand against this from FIFA because it is absolutely just pathetic mm-hmm. and ridiculous. It's like, are they trying to 
are they just hoping it all blows over in a bit and try not to upset Russia when the status quo returns? Mm. Is there something else going on? It, it's just, it couldn't be weaker. Mm-hmm. It's um, worse than doing nothing. Yeah, but, but, they, yeah. but then when, it, when anything like that happened, when coffee's like this happened, it's, it's, you can have the whataboutism and, mm-hmm. you know, we'll be talking about Newcastle United and for every mention of Ukraine, mm. read the word fucking Yemen, right, later on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We, we can have that, but that shouldn't diminish your response to what's happening yeah. in Ukraine yeah, yeah, yeah. by an invading force by Vladimir Putin. Yes. And it is just Vladimir Putin and his cronies. Mm. It's not the Russian people. Yep. We know that. It's yeah, not the Russian footballers. Mm-hmm. But sport is used as soft pa- a, a tool for soft power around the world. And it's, sports, it, it, it's involved in the, in the thing of sports washing. We cannot ignore that. And there has to be sanctions. And if yeah, yeah. and if the the, the, the Turkey can uh, close the uh, close a river to to the Russian army, if if Orban can turn on Putin, you know, in, 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 in Hungary, uh, yeah, I, he can change I his think, tune anyway. I think yeah. FIFA can throw Russia out of a tournament. Yeah, personally. absolutely. Yeah, and yeah, I, yeah. I think football probably isn't equipped to deal with this level of complicated political intrigue. Um, and you wouldn't expect it to be. I know, we're fucking not, really? and that's annoying. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I don't want to talk about this. Yeah, I know, right? But I think when you look at the amount of money that is that is is thrown around in it, you look at the, the knock-on consequences of allowing that mm. sort of thing to get into the game. Mm. Football needs to be better. Yeah. It needs to do more. It needs to have people with, with far more expertise mm. in the wider ramifications of who they allow into the game in place perhaps yeah. it's something the government have to step in and, and deal with but it's it's not been good enough the party's over this could be a reckoning mm-hmm. change it, it up well change up or lose it well I mean it was you know for what it's worth for what it was worth it was nice to see a, a show of support for Ukraine over the weekend Man United and Watford players uh, you know leading a protest uh, Man City with the Ukrainian flag on Everton players came up with this flag we saw the yeah, two it, players on a day where, but, where their owners literally just but there we are sat out a vote yeah. yeah I mean yeah, yeah Sheikh Mansour is a member of the Abu Dhabi Royal Family Deputy Prime Minister of the UAE abstained from a UN resolution condemning Russian's invasion yet there are his players well exactly I, I, you know Mikhalenko Yarmolenko down at West Ham I feel sorry for all yeah. of those mm. players I've Feel sorry with anybody caught up in this uh, conflict and this invasion. It's uh, it's 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 been a, an atrocious uh, week. It's been an atrocious period in, yep. in, in Europe. Is it more however you slice it? But I just hope that you know we are here to do one thing, and we can dip a toe and 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 explain as best we can and as best we understand it. But I just hope that you kind of mm-hmm. you know we're here as a as a as a fun football show, and mm-hmm. yeah, we do have to do these things. I hope you don't think that when we sort of go on to talk about football that it's done in any kind of level of flippancy mm-hmm. or kind of levity. It's, it's, it's just what we're here for um, and, and we've got a, a sole purpose and we're, we're trying to do our best in, in a shitty situation, to be honest. Well said, my friend. All right, let's have a quick break. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Have you ever wondered what happened to all those space-age promises that previous generations thought we'd have by now? You know, heading out for the day on your own personal flying cars or working on a space hotel somewhere in the far reaches of our solar system. Where are all those amazing inventions? Well, we're here to find out more on my new podcast, Where's My Jetpack? I'm Sarah Credis, space expert, TV host and author. Join me and Luke Moore every week as we look into retrofuturistic tech that never was to decide whether it's still just science fiction or if some of these discoveries are actually a lot closer than you think. I think we're very close to that happening on an even more regular basis. And what I think is interesting about that too is that's going to make the accessibility of getting to space available for more and more people. So, if you've ever wondered whether we'll one day speak to aliens light years away or you'll be flying to work on a jetpack, this is the podcast for you. Think of the car parking spaces. They need to be massive, No, the wings can fold up. Well, they don't exist. No, some of the cars um, which were designed had wings which folded up. Are you happy getting in a plane knowing the wings fold up? Yeah. I I trust engineering. Trust the science. Search Where's My Jetpack on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Where's My Jetpack is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. English media uh, typewriters ready, please. He's going to talk about Harry Maguire now. Hoe vond je hem de laatste tijd? Hij pakt rood tegen Watford. He's uh, really shit. <laughs> I, I take great umbrage with that. He's talking about England's Harry Maguire. He there. is, yeah. You see, I, he can be really shit. I think it should be not, the sentence. Not for England. Not for England. All right, okay. as long as he's playing well for England, that's all I care about. <laughs> uh, Welcome back to the Football Ramble, everybody. Um, right, well, let's let's go back um, to the actual football then. And let's see how we got on in Betway's four to score on the weekend. Entry to Betway's four to score is free each week. Pick the first goal scorer in Betway's four selected matches for your chance to win the weekly £50,000 jackpot. Make sure your selections are submitted before the first game. Further T's and C's apply. Game one, Manchester United versus Watford. Jim picked Emmanuel Dennis. Of course, Roy, the boys... No, Roy the boys' boys. Yeah, I was right. Yeah, uh, managed to to hold them uh, and not score. So it was uh, the result was no goal scorer. Is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> he had a shot. <laughs> he did have a shot, so, but it doesn't count. No. Game two, Brighton versus Aston Villa. PT picked Lewis Dunk. Of course, it was uh, Matty Cash yeah. who scored a lovely uh, opening goal uh, in a two-nil win for Aston Villa. Game got three, booked, got booked for a, a t-shirt uh, celebration regarding his his friend who's uh, stuck in Ukraine at the moment. That's and it, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's uh, I, I don't mind losing on that one. Yes. To be honest. <laughs> Uh, game three, Everton versus Manchester City. Andy picked Bernardo Silva. It was, of course, Phil Foden. In game four, West Ham versus Wolves. I picked Ralph Jimenez. It was Thomas Suchek. We'll be back for another round of four to score on the preview show this Friday. All right, it's time for emails. You know if you got an email to show around, do it for 
cheers when the word Sven was said. <laughs> it's an illness. It's starting to get an illness. It's an illness. You're a father. Uh, you're an enabler. <laughs> I am, yeah. Come right. on here every blooming way. No. Yeah. Who sent me... The thanks from Sven. I did, yeah. When I became I did, a that, is, that is right. true. Uh, from Niall. <laughs> Thought I'd write to you and tell you about something our little indoor football centre down here in blistering sunny Australia. Mm. Each week, myself and a handful of mates get together at said football centre for a bit of five-a-side action. It's a lovely setup with perhaps one notable blemish. Consistently the worst music selection for an indoor sporting venue. Ooh. To give you a flavour of the ambiance, just last week we played the better part of a match to not one but two haunting tracks from Adele, oh. as well as classics from Nick Cave... <laughs> <laughs> and Morrissey uh, and what I think was a jumped up cover of Leonard Cohen's Hallelujah <laughs> it's not that's, that's, that sounds X Factor no, really to me isn't. seriously you don't realise how important song selection is for putting on top bins until you've had to do it to Gary Jules's Mad World <laughs> plaintive song imaginable what <laughs> Game. His best bit is killing me. He says the tackles are flying in. One what? game. Imagine that. He's about to do a Tony above a volley. Bad <laughs> <Mad> world. <laughs> <laughs> one, uh, one game I recently uh, played in, I snapped and asked the centre manager to change the tunes over to something a little less depressing, which he dutifully did by switching to a How to Invest in Crypto podcast. <laughs> at full volume across both football courts. Could there possibly be a worse backing track to play football to? We have to be up there with a shout. That is that's, astonishing. That's I've, fantastic. I've never played oh, football. Best email of this year, music. I think. Yeah, oh, yeah. I, is this an Australian thing? In like, an, do, do you ever sort of get a song stuck in your head when you kick, having a kick you've, yeah, yeah, yeah. You've said this before. I, I sing like quite a lot, like when I'm in my head, and sometimes to other people that I'm playing. You know, it's I've, weird. I've had that exactly yeah. happen a lot. It's it's a strange thing. It keeps I, me focused. I literally always have a song in my head, right? right. Uh, even if I'm not thinking about it. I, I, I'm a loser, I, I baby. <laughs> Yeah, I ask people about this all the time, but not everyone yeah. does. Um, yeah. do, do you have? Is your mind ever quiet? Mine's always really loud. Yeah. Maybe it's part of the same thing. I, I know what you mean. I, not all the I time. I have dreams when I'm playing. <laughs> dreams. <laughs> um, I know what you mean. Uh, yeah, but you once said that you have uh, "God Gave Rock and Roll to You" by Kiss. Around your head. <laughs> just anything. One song will just get stuck in my head, and I'm because I'm a bit thick, and it'll just. Can just bounce around my head all match. What about when you when you receive the ball as you yeah. take your touch? Hero by Bonnie Tyler starts kicking. Oh, very nice. Then a bit of meatloaf, maybe. No, that I wouldn't mind. If you had a very competent DJ that yes. was kind of yes. soundtracking the, the the game with relevant things dynamic as sound. They happen. Yeah. yeah, and he should. Yeah, and, and he or she would be very knowing that you know I need a hero, and as you get the right as the ball smashes the back and it, you know in it goes kind of thing. Oh, there's something if someone gets damaged like an amb- I'm trying to get a song. Then my pop the cop has an ambulance sound in it. Oh yeah, which is I think a song by the Teen Idols. Ignore me. <laughs> yeah, okay. I've gone off. I've gone off into my little cave of punk rock. No, we're, we're, we're coming in there right <laughs> after you. What else is in there? <laughs> what, a bit of uh, uh, I don't know, childish Gambino to start. Yeah, the game. well, no doubt, Obviously, mate. You know, uh, well, that would be an, an idea, wouldn't it? I think that's, CG. I think that uh, yeah. I mean, no, there isn't a worse soundtrack to play football to because even classical no. music. Is slow, but I think that yeah, would maybe any music sets a tempo, doesn't yes. it? And you need to be doing that yourself. Yeah, because I think if you, if you, <laughs> like, if you were sort of, if you think about, um, 
you know, seeing sort of any kind of football played on screen, and if classical music was played, you think, oh, it's the beautiful game. You know, yeah. a, I think there's something even you know, they, even in an even in an Aussie leisure centre. You know, they, there's a bit they of play a, classical music in uh, Essex tube stations to deter local youths. Yeah, I think it's a good yes. idea. I think I think the 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 I think classical music is always it's always got its place, Jim. It's always got its place. Oh, just uh, checking Rob Williams's Twitter. He's not tweeted recently. Is that right? Hmm, interesting. Isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it? Okay. Sorry, Karen. Dickhead. You saying let me entertain you wouldn't be a fine track to play? Oh uh, yeah, too. well yeah. But, but what if um, Early Williams, Rock DG yeah. and you pull DG and you pull your skin off? Are yeah. you aware of the Robbie Williams song "Dickhead"? No. Every I'm not. everyone, check it out. You won't believe how awful mm. it is. He, no. he didn't need a co-writer for that song, did he? No. Um, well, anyway, uh, excellent email there, Niall. We appreciate that. No, I don't think there is a worse backing track to play football to. <laughs> it's fantastic. Gary, invest in crypto Gary Jules and Adele. <laughs> and let us know as well, is this a common thing? Yeah. Do you, do you play in places that have a soundtrack? I've, I, mm. This is unfamiliar territory for me. Mm. I want to hear if this is more I think common. it would add something, certainly, like we said. Enjoyable. If the right if DJ If the right DJ and the right deployed. song was there. Yeah, indeed. Yeah, if yeah. Donaldson got his... Dirty CDs out of, his, out of the vinyl coverings. <laughs> there you are, you Ugh. see. Uh, get your questions in uh, for Pep Talks on Wednesday, by the way. Show at footballramble.com or tweet us at footballramble. But yes, as Jim said, if you uh, if, if you play football uh, to music, then, then get in touch as well. Right, gentlemen, back into the Premier League. Leeds United 0, Tottenham Hotspur 4. Leeds announced yesterday that they've parted company with Marcelo Bielsa after three and a half years in charge of the club. Oh, it's sad. It I don't think sad. anyone's anyone's... Not sad about this story. Enemies Even of football. Yeah. Enemies of football. What have you done, Spurs? <laughs> well, he's sort of like a... Yeah. Don't yeah, blame, blame Spurs. Yeah, blame Spurs. Don't yeah. this on Spurs. The Arsenal fan managing to find his angle they on this put, story. They put their best milker purple chocolate tops on. They did. Uh-huh. Yeah. They were fantastic. Got it, Rich. But he was... But he... They were scintillating at times. Um, but yeah, I think... I think the reaction sort of... I don't think you... Just read what Leeds fans say about that yeah. man. He was, you know, a, a pure and, rel- you know, he's a relatively pure and certainly very decent man in a mm. in an indecent game. Well, and, yeah. And and you you get the feeling that like, if it was just ten percent more pragmatic about yeah, how he operated the system, yeah. he may have made it to the end of the season, and mm-hmm. they were, may have had to splash a bit of cash because. Uh-huh. You know, net spend over the past few years was down there with Newcastle were at before yep, before yep. the takeover. Injuries are extensive. The, mm. the wage bill was very low indeed, mm. and 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 he he paid the price for that a little bit, and, I, he, and he'll be a loss to the Premier League. I think it's fair the to say. the injuries actually. I think if I don't know if Leeds have had as as much sympathy as as perhaps they do on that with Calvin Phillips, Patrick Bamford, and, and Liam Cooper have missed huge huge mm. chunks of the season. It's the spine of the team. Yeah. It can happen, though, to teams. It, it can, it can. But, but, it, you're, but you're right to highlight that, that it. That is a huge, huge difference. It, it is. I mean, but also, a couple of Leeds fans I was chatting to say that the thing is, what Bielsa's has done is he's done this largely with the championship side. Yes. Yeah. And what he's done for those players, getting them into the Premier League and then, and then see, last season, you know, they had, they had a good time and, and they were just, it was great to watch. And getting Leeds back into the Premier League, I think we can't forget what a monumental task that was for for a side who have got an incredibly rich and proud history, who have been champions of the land not that long ago, really, yeah. for, certainly for our age group. Well, the, the last pre- Premier League team. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, who've gone deep in Champions League and in, in, in memory and all this kind of stuff. Uh, to get them back in there uh, was such a huge task. And Patrick Bamford called him the man who changed everything for everyone. Uh, you yeah. know, in, in terms of Leeds and well, those yeah, players, of course. players within the club as well had said that they, you know, he'd shown them levels they didn't know they had. Even Calvin yeah. Phillips yeah. said that, and he, he was he was not alone. And you know, Calvin Phillips is a young 
man with a lot of career in front of him. It's it's incredible to think that yeah. like players who are very aware yes. that they are not near their full potential, and, and Calvin, even then, felt he's taken me further than I thought. Uh, I could and Calvin go. Phillips has not played much European football, if at all. Uh, he's you know in the championship not that long ago, and he's played in the European Championship final. That shows you the development that that, that mm. Bielsa's had on him in particular. Yeah. But it also shows you uh, what Bielsa means to the Leeds fans. Still singing his name after the recent losses. Yeah. I mean, the last four games, unheard of. They've they've conceded seventeen and only scored two. And yet, there's the the incredible connection between him and the fans will always be there. I mean, in the in in the I think it was the penultimate paragraph of Leeds United statement, they said plans for a permanent tribute to um, Marcelo at the at Elland Road are underway. And that, that's in the statement where they're announcing his sacking, essentially. Yeah, sure. I mean, have you ever seen they anything were, like that before? They were yeah. knocking on the Premier League door for such a long time. Mm. And he, what was it? I mean, the first season, he, he, he nearly got them up, didn't he? But they just yeah. fell fell away. Um, and everyone said it was just because everyone was absolutely bloody exhausted. Well, in six of the seven <laughs> seasons before his arrival, they finished mid-table in the Championship. Yeah. So they weren't pulling up trees there. No. And, and and he really, you know, did an incredible job. And I think that you'll still find plenty of Athletic Bilbao fans and Marseille fans who have got a lot of time for him. Um, you know, fans of Newell's old boys released a statement saying that the two clubs will be forever bound by him. And in Chile, there are still fans who call themselves widows of Bielsa <laughs> for what he did. This man has had, you know, such an impact and yet not won many trophies in his career. Yeah. I mean, look, but I mean, if Leeds United fans are, are, are sad, has anybody checked on Pep Guardiola? Yeah. yeah. Oh. And, and and he does that with and he does that in this country without with speaking through an interpreter at almost every point to the outside yeah. world anyway. Yeah. It's, oh, it's, it's, we, I mean, I know Andres um, Clavijo, his name is, I'm not sure the pronunciation of mm. that is right. He's also a video analyst at Leeds. I hope he just translates for Jesse Marsh as well if he comes in. <laughs> well, Jesse <laughs> Marsh seems to be the front runner, doesn't yeah. he? Yeah, if he just sort of Changes Americanisms into English just, just <laughs> yeah. to sort of give him something to do. I mean, but what do you mean I mean, with, with Bielsa? Like, did, did they have to sack him? I mean, you understand that the results have been poor and that they're heading back to, well, I say back to the championship. I mean, there's other teams down there that might uh, do that before they do. But like, it's understandable on one level, but do you think that just shows you where it's just indicative well, I, of the I, well, I said recently that I, w- I was hoping that they would hang on to him and that it might be smart to hang on to them if they can weather the storm of this season. But mm. I think Newcastle's resurgence has made things really, really complicated. Mm. It's the manner that they're getting beaten in as well. I know yeah. it's a long time ago. It reminds me of the season they went down and sank without a trace. Yeah. It's like they're losing heavily. Yeah. They're getting pumped mm. and it's it's it has to be addressed because the if they go down again, the fear would be that they don't come back again for a long, long time, right? Mm. Well, that's that's always the fear, as we've seen with mm. with teams. But yeah, Jesse March sacked by uh, RB Leipzig earlier this season is, you know, it looks like it's it's going to be him. Bit of a shift tactically. Jesse March likes the old zonal mark, and Bielsa was a fan of of man marking, you know. So mm. you know, but yeah. let's be honest, it needs to be freshened up, doesn't it? I think that well, yeah. part part of Bielsa's game is 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 training those players very very hard, being in peak physical condition, and I think. By the sounds of it, those players are just tired and exhausted and it's not working. And when you're putting that much into something that isn't working, it's going to demoralise you very quickly. I want to say as well, I think I don't think if Leeds get relegated, they'll be missing from the Premier League like 15 years again. But when you're at the, when you're at the club and you've, 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 you've seen right that happen, to go straight back absolutely up. not. Yeah, you are. That is surely going to play on your mind. Yeah, indeed. We should say it was a big win for Spurs, by the way. <laughs> yeah, they, they, we should. They were fantastic. Uh, um, uh, Harry Kane as well. That assist. Just, for, for oh, what a goal. And they become the joint... Um, well, the highest, uh, the, the, the highest scoring duo in Premier League history. Yeah, they've combined for a record 37 Premier League goals, beating Drogba and Lampard. 
It's astonishing, really. <laughs> not we think Drogba and Lampard, they, winning trophies and league mm. titles, you know, as we know with Spurs, that's that's not been the case with them, and yet there they are. It's the, almost the a bit of a throwback, Son being further up the field as well. You yeah. can understand yeah. the Lampard-Drogba thing, but um, kind of that's proper, like, old-school yeah. strike proper, duo. A yeah. proper quarterback pass from Kane as well. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. his goal as well, but actually I think the ball, weirdly, to Son was, was so good, people are talking mm. about that, but... The, for Kane hooking in his his first mm-hmm. goal was fantastic as well, yeah. and Kulusevski obviously seems to have hit the ground running. So they're yeah. in, they're in good nick, mm. very impressive as well. And it's always impressive when uh, was it the wing backs that combined for the mm. first goal, Sessegnon to, uh, to, to and also Sessegnon and Doherty are two players that have had a yeah. bit of criticism, yeah. and and that that's really it'll be a really sort of good bonding experience for them, I think, after the very turbulent couple of yeah. weeks. Conte knows how to get the best out of uh, of wing backs, so um, it looks like it's happening again. Um, Newcastle. Mm. Brentford 2-0 away from home uh, the big story though uh, was Christian Eriksen returning to uh, the competitive action for the first time since, since uh, his cardiac arrest last summer coming on as a sub at the start of the second half and the man he replaced was Matthias Jensen who was the man who came on for him yeah. in that Euros match against Finland you, I just, honestly it was such a love again a terrible weekend um, playing a, you know ethically terrible side um, I thought it was such a beautiful moment and I and I was so hoping he was going to get on the field this season yeah. and uh, he 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 did this like cool volley pass he obviously looked a little <laughs> off the pace he's not fucking played a full match yeah. like if, no he did I know the pass you mean yeah, yeah. and he actually volley passed it I was like that's amazing yeah. and even if he's not you know he's not quite as mobile because his fitness just can't be as good as, good as it because he's not played that many games um, he's still got that in his locker and I'm like jeez mm. like, he could be a real asset for a, mm. a, a really poor Brentford side at the moment who needs who need they him do. they need Tony's hold up play a little bit they, 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 the, the match also always obviously um, hinged on the on the sending off um, and it uh, and it didn't get any better for Brentford at any point. That was a sending off, by the way. Thomas oh, Frank yeah, was, seemed to, Thomas Frank and his lockdown hair seemed to disagree with that, <laughs> which fascinates me. Yeah, it's such a clear sending. Yeah. Off. Well, Thomas, as a man who has similar lockdown hair to you, let me say that that was a sending off. <laughs> there is nothing more. There is nothing more off Broadway or on Broadway than uh, Mike Dean uh, doing a VAR sending off. I yes. mean, it's just power, mm. poise, control. When he's got time to think about the technique, yeah, yeah. Oh, he, he isn't a man who shrinks in front of that at all. No, he, 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 he brings makes the use in, of that yeah, time. Yeah, 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 yeah. Other sort of lovely happenings in that game: Joel Linton scoring an absolutely bullet header, <sighs> and then he running that. the length of the field <laughs> yeah. to celebrate with those new guys. I'm so glad it never got ruled out for VAR. Uh, but wasn't that lovely, Peter? Oh, it was. I'll tell you what it was. It was Les Fernandes, yeah. and I, for one. High well, five that. I'll tell you what it was. It was Emmanuel Adebayor-esque. <laughs> <laughs> that, that might be one of those moments that's on the match of the day roundup at the end of the season. Do you think you know, it feels like it's going to be a The redemption of, a, of yeah, uh, absolutely, Linden, yeah. like a sort of a bit of an iconic one. But was, I mean, he's, had, he's had 10 games. He's t- had 10 decent games. And and, 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 and that is, I did not see that coming at well, any point during last season. Platform to build on. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, Newcastle now on your longest unbeaten run in, in the league since, uh, or in the Premier League rather, in, in 11 years. Don't mention him. How long ago Since does Pardew. he feel though? Since oh, oh, really? <laughs> I thought you, I thought you meant Steve Bruce. Because yeah, yeah, how long ago does Steve Bruce feel? Yeah, uh, it feels like years. there was a manager between. Yeah, Newcastle, they're up to fourteenth. Yeah, they can't be that far off Champions League. I tell you what. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know. Uh, money talks, doesn't it? Money talks. Yeah, uh, correct. Let's not forget. Mm-hmm. Uh, good win for Aston Villa away to Brighton, um, and they needed that. Aston Villa mm. they don't want to get dragged in as well they're not, not, not that far ahead of uh, the, the sides that we think are in the relegation scrap they recovered from back-to-back defeats 
to Newcastle and Watford. Damning defeat as well, mm. sides below them, of course. Um, they managed to win despite being uh, delayed half an hour after their, their coach was stuck in traffic. There was a crash on the on, on the, one of the roads there. But yeah, arrived half an hour before kickoff. Blimey, that's just mm. not ideal preparation. But they, no. they managed to put in a very pro- impressive performance. It's good to see Ollie Watkins scoring. Uh, first mm. goal of uh, 2022. Very well taken for a guy who hasn't scored yeah. for a while. To latch on to that. Uh, see, Mings, one of the... Uh, who was it? Was it Williams on Match of the Day? Oh, I think it was Williams maybe said it was just a hopeful punt down the field. I thought Mings deserved a bit more credit for that pass. That was Harry mm. Kane, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Yeah. I, thought, I thought that he measured that pass actually a little bit more. Mm. Uh, and so, yeah, the way Watkins just sort of latched onto that and, uh, and finished very, very well was, it, was delightful. He was very interesting in the post-match, saying mm. that his all-round game wasn't that good and he feels like it hasn't been that good. Mm. He's happy to score, but he wants to drag himself back up to that level. Mm. And Gerard was full of praise for Danny Ings as well, who didn't score. And yes. it's interesting that they did start together because mm. um, he he's seems to be a bit of a conundrum at Villa. It hasn't, doesn't seem to quite have clicked. Uh-huh. But I, I like that Gerard did that sort of put the wind in his sails a little bit and it's mm. interesting that Watkins was so sort of like reflective you can see they're doing a lot of work at Villa yeah. in trying mm. to sort of like I don't know trying to be consistent and it's like it's a perfect example of a new manager bounce seeming to have worn off isn't it but mm. they're sort of you know they're heading in the right direction again it would yeah. seem they uh, um, uh, Graham Potter's big beard Yes. It's, it's getting bigger by the moment. That's right. That's yeah. how hair well, works. It will, yeah. But uh, Alan Cochran look like the stand-up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah. 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 Having that? Yeah, yeah. That's, that's all I've got to bring to the proceedings. Apologies, everyone. And a touch of Lars Sivertson. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. I have that as well. Have it all. Have it all. What a room that would be. In a neat little package. Mm. At um, the same time, it looks like a sort of movie beard, though, doesn't it? Well, you know, it's not beard. a real beard. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> He's been away for a while and he's just come back. Yeah. We've... Spoken a little bit about VAR, by the way, uh, so far with uh, regards, certainly in the cup final being, being pretty good. Um, Everton were on the wrong end of a VAR decision, weren't they, on the weekend? You can say you can say that for sure. Yeah, Rodri, uh, blatant handball by any any metric. Yeah. Um, Where was he meant to put his hand, Jim? Not on the ball. Frank Lampard said after the game, something has to be done about that, which yeah. is incredibly forthright. Mm. Um, and I, I think he's, I completely agree with him. It's, it's, it is, I think that's the most scandalous decision we've seen this season. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Mm. Not just because of the context, but because of how obvious it is. Yeah. I mean, if you're, a, if you're an Everton fan, you, you'd be fuming at that. Mm. That could have such serious consequences for them. Yeah, it, it really could. Yeah, no, a terrible weekend for Frank Lampard. You know, Kane and Son takes his and Drogba's record, yeah. and then that happens as well. Ashley Cole got a yellow card after the final whistle, showing how disappointed he was mm. with that decision. Good old Ashley, eh? Bringing up the rear for old Frankie. Um, nice to see them, uh, uh, you know, in charge at Everton, though. Mm. Um, gentlemen, I'd like to end the show with a little bit of Fulham chat, if I may. Another win. I say another win. They lost the other week, didn't they? <laughs> another, another goal for win. Mitrovic. That's better. <laughs> obviously, obviously. Another girlfriend for Peter. <laughs> <laughs> another drink, Peter. So soon after the last one. Uh, yes, they, uh, they 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 beat Cardiff away. Showing a bit of grit, Fulham. You see, yeah. they can win by four, fives and sixes, but they can also win by ones and twos. Um, Showing off, isn't it? <laughs> we could score more. We don't need to. We just need the one today, boys. 80-odd uh, goals they've scored already. Not even March yet. Um, the referee, though, in this game stopped play uh, during a stoppage time when um, the, the, a Fulham player went down and after a, he was essentially elbowed off the ball yeah. in the head. Yeah. So the player's gone down mm. and the uh, referee was notified this. And there was a, it was a head injury. So whatever happens, a referee precaution. Now, um, this uh, the Fulham, uh, as 
many clubs do. They have uh, commentators at the games for the club's live stream. Mm. And obviously the commentators are commentating on the game. And they, they go into an argument with an angry Cardiff fan in the stands behind them live on air. Can we play it? We can. Thanks, Mr. Doughty. Even Cavalero's gone to the ground there holding his face. The referee stopped the game. It makes no difference if he saw it or not. It's a head injury. Even <laughs> Flint. It's the nearest jury. It's the nearest uh, Cardiff player to Ivan Cavallero. I mean, I've got to be honest, I didn't see it either. No, Jamie, but it but... makes no difference if it's a head injury. The laws of the game. He's just been spouting laws of the game. Don't keep shouting. He didn't. Oh see yeah, he's it. elbowed Look him he's right done. in the face. Let's uh, let's have a look at that replay and see what you think of that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Andrew. <laughs> he's elbowed him right in the face. I hope you're proud of yourself. Tyler, don't make any difference, it. he's still done it. Oh, that's all right then, yeah. That's the problem. Oh, right, yeah, so you can go up to their goalkeeper and cut his throat as long as the referee doesn't see it. That's oh, all right, is it? <laughs> he escalated that. <laughs> that is so bad, isn't it? So good. That's all right, is it? As commentators, like... Don't get into an argument with some no. gobby fan. I, I disagree, Mark. Okay. I think based on that, we should. Oh, have that's exactly what we need. Yeah, yeah. position really shouty uh, football supporters right next yeah. to the. All right, uh, Clive commentator. Fine. You wouldn't want Clive Teals to get into an argument. No, would you? No, you uh, wouldn't. Yeah, Martin Tyler. I'd like to hear it once, but yeah, maybe not more than that. <laughs> I'd hear it once. Oh, superb. Yeah. He's, he's, he's not seen it yet, so if the referee doesn't see anything, he can't... Doesn't, yeah, didn't happen. I don't think we needed the slit in uh, throat. Yeah, that was... Yeah. On the club call. He club did make his point. It was... Did make his point, yeah. A, it was visceral, wasn't yeah, it? Very visceral. Yeah, yeah. It was, yeah. Both of those it. commentators sound quite similar, don't they? They do. It's very mm. strange. Mm. Like two of the same bloke <laughs> getting in an argument <laughs> with his fan. Maybe the third was also him. <laughs> Doing an impression. The one-man show, yeah. yeah very like Rob Ryden doing his little man in the box. <laughs> well, there we are, everybody. Uh, if you did, if you do the ten football, leave club commentators alone. They're doing a fine mm. service. Okay. Yeah. So uh, there we are. Otherwise, they might turn around and remember they've got microphones and you don't. And mm. um, thank you very much for listening to the Football Ramble, part of the Acast Creator Network. Absolute pleasure chatting to you today on tomorrow's show. It's Kate Vish and Pete. Oh, what a treat! What a treat for Vish and Pete. Kate. Yeah. Not the listeners. <laughs> <laughs> uh, until then, thank you very much, Jim Campbell. Thank you. Thank you, Pete Donaldson. Goodbye, everyone. And it's goodbye from me. Football Ramble is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.